Welcome to the Table Talk with Tati podcast. It's love month, you know, the time of year where everyone is in the spirit of being booed up and drunk in love. So today we are joined by Dominique Clark, a multi-talented relationship expert, author, media personality, and host with years of experience empowering influencers and professionals across the country in intentional dating and building healthy relationships. Known for her signature self-worth-first approach in matching and coaching her clients, Dominique has quickly become the go-to relationship expert nationwide. She has been seen on The CW, Sheen Magazine, Bossip, and The Huffington Post, to name a few, and has contributed her expertise to TV programs on networks such as WeTV. After the release of her best-selling book, She's Valuable, But Does She Know It?, and leading talks across the country, Dominique gained notoriety as a public speaker and must-have keynote for women audiences. She's worked on camera and hosted celebrity red carpets and interviews for outlets such as TV One, the BET Awards, the American Black Film Festival, and Essence Music Festival. Her career in media took off when she became the number one Friday night radio host at the Sensation Station Network on her own show, No Strings Attached. In today's episode, we discuss the highly misconstrued term self-love and how it plays a very critical part in who we choose to date or even how we manifest the right person into our lives. Dominique also drops gems on how you can identify lack of self-worth and how to date from a place of worthiness. Let's just say today's show is what you need to go from feeling unworthy of love to attracting the love life and relationship of your dreams. Let's get into the show. Natasha Toddy Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Toddy is because I've spent the last decade mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are. On the Table Talk with Toddy podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ahas, mm-hmms, and yes girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. 
Welcome to the show, Dominique. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. It's February, and I think it's safe to predict that the forecast for the upcoming month is that some are in the spirit of being booed up and drunk in love, and then there are others (laughs) who are single as ever and can't quite figure out how to start navigating the whole concept of dating. And then there's me, who hasn't really thought much about dating over the last couple of years, just due to being extremely busy, building a brand and raising a kid. But now I'm kind of ready to entertain the idea of it all. So when I thought about what I should focus on for the show this month, I didn't just want to have the general cliche conversation about love and relationships, but instead I wanted to find someone who is close in age with myself and also the listeners who could kind of give us a different approach to how women may not be looking at self-love and how that foundation plays into our dating and relationship goals. But before we jump into this juicy conversation, Dominique, can you please give the listeners a brief introduction into who you are? And if you will, kind of share with us what was the pivotal moment in your life that caused you to decide to dedicate your journey to coaching men and women all over the world on how to navigate this whole dating and relationship space. Yes. Well, first I want to say thank you for bringing me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with your listeners and um, I hope that they find value in our conversation today. Yes. Yes. About me, first and foremost, I am a mommy to two beautiful girls and a wife. Um, And professionally, I am a certified matchmaker and relationship coach, entertainment journalist, author, and host. Um, And how did I get into that? So, in terms of the matchmaking and relationship portion, which I think is what you guys are more interested in. Um, I am married to my high school sweetheart. We've been together since 16. And um, when I was working, well, when I was going to school at the time, I was going to school and I was a bio major. I was Mm pre-med. So my goal was to become a medical doctor. And um, as I was applying and trying to figure out, you know, which direction I wanted to go in, I was working in research at Duke University and I was surrounded by amazing, you know, medical professionals, PhDs, fellows, um, doctors, all that stuff. And they sucked at love. You know, they were great mm-hmm. academically. They had been so, you know, uh, profe- uh, academically driven, um, spent the, mo- the majority of their time and their lives dedicated to developing a career in medicine. And when it came to their social and personal life, you know, they weren't seeing the same success as they saw professionally. And mm-hmm. they saw me all happy in love. Right. <laughs> and they wanted to know how they could achieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, in their personal life. So I started just for fun making, you know, online dating profiles for them, connecting them with each other on the job. And to my surprise and theirs, it started working. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So they started referring me to their colleagues. And I realized that I was actually spending more time doing that than I was the job that I was being there to get paid for. (laughs) So I had to make a decision seven years ago. I decided to leave that job and I've been working full time ever since, um, as a matchmaker and coach. And then, you know, got into the media and entertainment industry shortly after that. Wow. So there is really such a thing as a matchmaker. I I've always heard of it, but I wasn't (laughs) quite sold on the idea. So you guys heard it here. It is real. (laughs) There are professional matchmakers. But I guess with something like that, you definitely have to 
um, stay prayed up and, you know, just be very careful, I guess, um, about, you know, who, but I feel like because you have been with your high school sweetheart for a very long time, you're credible. You're beyond credible. <laughs> so well, I would also, you know, I'm right. I'm thankful and grateful for the personal experience. Yeah. But professionally, I also wanted to add to, you know, my credibility. So I did go and get certified as a matchmaker okay. and relationship coach. So I did have some formal training and yes, there is such thing as a certification for a matchmaker. <laughs> wow. Uh, yep. And, so, and then I got a mentor, you know, most mm -hmm. people are familiar with Paul K. Grunson. And so I worked with him and his matchmaking agency when he had it um, at the time. And I studied from someone I admired in the, in the space that I wanted to, to be in. And so Right. I have the personal experience, but I also sought it professionally as well because I really wanted to be great at what I did. Exactly. Wow. Awesome. So speaking of mentors, you just wrapped an incredible five-day dating worthy challenge yes. where you <laughs> led individuals through a week long of identifying lack of self-worth and how to date from a place of worthiness. And I think this is kind of where you and I reconnected because I feel like we've been connected on social for a while. But when I saw the challenge, I was like, I've got to get her on the podcast because this this is amazing. You always see challenges on social media, but you don't really see much of this type of challenge from a place of substance, if you will. So Thank how you. did that challenge go? And will you be doing it again for those who didn't get a chance to sign up? Yeah. So, you know, I am really big on purpose and moving with intention, mm -hmm. but also like being led to right. move in a certain direction. And so, you know, it's been a while since I've put out a lot of um, relationship content. Mm -hmm. um, I work one-on-one -on -one with my clients and I kind of stay in that space and I don't market it a lot because of the referrals I get, right. you know? So I'm thankful for that. But I really felt like in this in 2020, I really needed to do more um, and giving more content out and creating more ways for people to really, you know, level up their perspective of self and women specifically um, and tap into the abundance of love and life that's around them. And God put on my heart that mm -hmm. I needed to really reinforce this whole, you know, what it means to be worthy, what it is to really know and understand who you are and being able to fearlessly show up in that space in the dating and relationship um, world and just in life in general. And mm -hmm. so I, I came up with this challenge and the challenge was fantastic. Wow. Um, I don't think it could have gone any better. And the reason why I say that is because the women that, you know, courageously participated in this challenge, because worthiness is not a light topic, you know, it's probably yeah. not something that everybody wants to talk about. Right. Um, it can be hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these women signed up for the challenge and each day, they were just more and more like, wow, I needed that. I needed to read that. That reminded me that, you know, I needed to focus on this or I needed to forgive that or I really needed to spend some time with myself to figure out what I really what I really want. And so mm -hmm. each day, first day was a self-rediscovery all about really getting in tune with the woman that you were supposed to be um, or you hope to be before life happened, before pain, before, you know, heartbreak. Um, day two, we talked about accepting our worthiness because, you know, the fact that we're here breathing says that we're worthy, right. you know. Um, day three was uncovering their limiting love beliefs, you know, what it is, what are the things that are holding you back from really, um, 
you know, manifesting the love that you want in your life. And a four was defining the dating life they deserve. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't get what they want because they really don't know and they really haven't defined it for themselves. So they wouldn't see it or be able to identify it if it walked by. Mm -hmm. And then day five, taking ownership and claiming love, Uh, you know, really owning your love life. You know, I always tell people that we have the right to choose the type of dating and relationship experiences we want to have. The tool is ours. And then claiming love, recognizing that it's ours. It's ours for the taking. And we have the right to that. You know, we're not exempt. Other people aren't the exception to the rule. Um, If we want it, we can have it. And so it was a powerful five days. Um, I'm so honored that they, you know, joined this journey and allowed me to be their guide. Um, And um, after that, I did launch a... um, online course as a deeper intensive to that, but the challenge will start again next month in March um, because I feel like it was such a powerful experience for those women that I want to make sure other people have access to it. So if anyone goes to my website, they can certainly go there and sign up for the waiting list if you want to join the challenge in March. Awesome. So you guys, DominiqueClark.com is where you would go. I also leave the link in the description. So let me tell y'all, sign up for the challenge when it comes back. Go take the course. I feel like with dating and relationships, especially as a millennial woman, is so much information out here that, you know, if you're not careful, it could do you more harm than good. And so I think doing that type of um, journey, I feel like it's, it's more beneficial to have a mentor and someone like Dominique who has walked the walk, who can back up with advice and strategy she's giving you. So i um, super excited about that. So Dominique, you've been with your husband since the age of 16. And I believe last year, quote me if I'm wrong, you celebrated your 10 years of marriage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like that, that's incredible. Like nowadays, it seems pretty rare to see a relationship last this long. I mean, most of us are here struggling to stay in a relationship for 30 days. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, how did you two meet? I mean, I guess the abbreviated version. And yeah. at what point in your dating journey did you know that he was the one? So, um, like I said, we've been dating since high school. We are both um, athletes. He's still um, is an athlete. I'm a retired <laughs> athlete, um, but we both play basketball. And okay. so we met, um, playing basketball for our high school and, you know, ninth grade, actually, he reached out, um, through a friend to try to get to know me more. And I just was so scared and wasn't feeling it. So I turned him down. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the following year he reached out again and, you know, I was like, you know, I think we should really, you know, get to know each other. And so, you know, he was, mm, he was down for he that. Was persistent. So we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we literally spent a year like becoming each other's best friends, mm. supporting each other through the people we were dating, you know, at right. that time. Right. And, you know, before we knew it, we found ourselves staying up all night. We fell asleep on the phone with each other when it really should have been with the people we were with. Wow. Um, so, wow. Um, he worked up the courage to ask me again. Oh my <laughs> goodness. And I said, yes. And so we've literally been together ever since. Now, let me be honest. It has not been picture perfect. Right. You know, of course, because we were so young, I'm not the same person that I was at 16 and neither was he. And Mm -hmm. so 
it really took us having the will and desire to be with one another, to um, accept each other as we evolved into the individuals that God wanted us to be. Um, And most importantly, to love each other, Um, you know, so that that was kind of our journey. And so, you know, I think we were together for about four or five years, five years, six Mm -hmm. years before we got married. I'm not good with math. Um, (laughs) We got married um, and had two girls. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Wow. So I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, things weren't picture perfect because I think when people hear the length of time that a couple has been together, you know, our minds just naturally go towards the good parts and not necessarily the rocky parts. And I think that also has tripped a lot of us up in our pursuit to date because we're looking for um, external things. Like we're trying to check off this external list. Like, does he make a lot of money? Is he good looking? Like, you know, we're looking at all of the external things and not realizing that in order to make a relationship last for as long as yours has, it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of internal work, which kind of brings me to self-love. So let's switch gears a bit and talk about that. And how that plays a very critical part in who we choose to date or even how we manifest the right person into our lives. Now, the term self-love, I feel like is used so much nowadays, Mm -hmm. but I don't think many really truly understand what it means to love self. I run into women all the time who have a problem with being alone, um, finding hobbies of their own, finding an identity outside of a relationship. So can you give us your definition as a professional in this area of self-love? Um, I'm just curious to know what your definition is of that. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's really not being afraid to look ourselves in the mirror mm-hmm. and being comfortable and content with who we see there, mm-hmm. being patient and compassionate with this woman and loving her unconditionally, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, because we all have a story. We've all been through things, you know, life is not free of challenges, but it is how we respond to ourselves, how we look at ourselves in the mirror, in the midst of that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and to me, that that's what it's about. You know, I I practice self-love daily when I do not, you know, beat myself up if something didn't go my way. Mm-hmm. You know, I practice self-love daily when I realize that I have worked and worked so much that I haven't given myself time to appreciate solitude. Right. And be, like you said, being by myself and using that time to refuel and re-energize. Um You know, I think it's about paying attention and honoring what's happening on the inside Mm -hmm. um, and what our internal compass is saying to ourselves, is saying to us um, about who we are, what we're supposed to be doing, you know, who we're supposed to be doing it with, when. Um, Yeah, so I I think it's all of those things. But most importantly, I think the foundation of that is accepting who you are, loving and being compassionate um, and patient with who we find. Absolutely. So, yeah, that I mean, that's what I think about it as well. And, you know, self-love, I think when we hear self-care and self-love, most people think about 
self-care or they equate self-care to self-love. And it's definitely not the same thing. I feel like it's just too many levels to it. And it's not something that happens overnight. I mean, I've had countless conversations with girlfriends and just women in general who they find themselves lonely to the point where they just settle or they get too comfortable in unhealthy relationships or just always thinking about being with someone and fiending for like this perfect white picket fence life once they reach a certain age. And personally, I truly do believe that because I keep myself so busy pursuing my passions and in pursuing my purpose that I guess I don't have as much free mental capacity to think about what I don't have in the areas of dating and relationships. But for, you know, women out there that may not have a a more active life as far as their purpose right now, what would you say are a few things or actual tangible actions they can put into practice to start creating a more intentional path towards love or to even get themselves out of an unhealthy relationship that's hindering them from manifesting more? Well, I think, I think the first step is awareness. Okay. You know, I think that a lot of people, um, ignore. And Mm. so you've got to be aware of, what's happening and what's not happening and how it's affecting you. Um, And then with that awareness, then you need to put some action into place so that you can replace the negative things that you've been experiencing and really walk into the abundance of what you have access to. And so I think the first thing is awareness. I think the second step is starting to put some action steps in place, but recognizing that a part of those action steps is belief. Mm. You know, I often look at belief as an action word. So when you feel like you are, when you decide, hey, this is the type of love life that I want. This is the type of person I want to date, the type of relationship that I want to manifest, the type of woman I want to be, you know, in order to achieve any of those things, you have to believe that. But it just doesn't stop with that belief. You, everything that you do, your behavior has to be in alignment with that belief in order for that to come through. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's about, being aware. I think it's about um, developing that belief and then taking action. Because here's the thing, the thoughts that we have, how we think about ourselves, the perspective we have about love happening for us, it starts in our mind. Yes. And depending on your perspective on that, negative or positive, that thing's going to take real estate in your mind. It's going to turn into a belief and then you better believe it's going to turn into your reality. And so we have to be very intentional about the type of thoughts um, that we allow to linger in our mind and how long we allow them to stay there. And then to take that a step further, if we have anything in our arsenal to combat that stuff, once we have a bad day, once we see something on social media that challenges us, you know, Mm -hmm. and makes us question who we are, we walk a, you know, we have a bad first date and then we think, man, this is why I don't do this anymore. And then decide to give up on love altogether. You know, we have to have some things in place as we're taking action because challenge is inevitable, you know? Yeah. As we face that stuff, we got to have some stuff in place in our arsenal to be able to combat that thing so that we can overcome and keep moving in spite of. Absolutely. So you said something that kind of stuck out to me and it got me to thinking about, you know, the saying, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Mm. I, and this is just my personal opinion, I guess, but I definitely feel like if I weren't as busy, I'd also have a lot more time to ponder on why maybe not a lot of people ask me out or why 
I don't have a relationship or why I'm not actively dating as much as most people my age seem to be dating. And I always find myself telling like my girlfriends who are, you know, worried about love and finding the right person, get busy, find Mm -hmm. something that makes you happy, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not. And for a period of time, I kind of question, is this even the right advice? Is, is that maybe my problem that I'm too busy pursuing purpose that I'm not leaving room for that type of opportunity? So what would you say to someone who is like myself, so busy and wrapped up with the end goal and building a brand and raising children that it seems like I'm, I'm maybe not making the room to get out there and meet someone else? Like what what advice or what would you tell that person? Well, honestly, it's about balance. Right. You know, I think within anything that we want in life, we have to prioritize it. Right. You know, I think we do a really good job of prioritizing our careers, our education and things like that, being a parent. Um, but for some reason, our love life is one of the first things we will quickly put on the back burner, mm-hmm. but complain about the most when it's not happening. Oh, my God, <laughs> you know? girl. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. And so, you know, that was the case with a lot of my clients. You know, they were married to their career. And they were successful and they got to a certain point where they're like, okay, I got this. Now I really, I have the time to go out on a Friday night, but I don't have anybody to go out with and I don't have anyone asking me. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I did for them, I developed a social calendar and um, a social calendar that I create, not just to create opportunity to meet other people because, you know, that's the overall end goal. But for them to tap into the things that make them happy, that light them up, that you know, fills their tank. You know, we have got to start doing the things that we enjoy. But most importantly, figuring out what those things are. Because I feel like we've spent so much time away from that, whether it's because we put everything into parenting or into our work or caring for a loved one or whatever that responsibility may be, that we are so out of touch with the things that really make us happy. Yeah. And so I developed this social calendar for my clients in an effort for them to do that, do those things, kind of getting reacquainted, um, you know, with their fun life and then also creating opportunities because like you said, you have to, you do have to create room to invite someone else into your life. Yeah. So on their calendar, that's what we do. You know, it's what are the things that's going to make me happy? The hobbies I can, you know, did get back into, but then, all right, Tuesday night, I'm going to go to a salsa class or, um, Friday night, I'm going to go to a co-ed Zumba class or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they're mixing the things that they love, but also that, that very thing creates an opportunity to meet someone else. Um, and then once you see that you've carved that out on your calendar, then those are actually the times that you can say if someone wants to ask you out, well, actually, I have Saturday available because that was the day that you dedicated to doing, to doing said new thing. thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it also creates an opportunity for you to have opportunity to invite someone in your life and you don't feel like, gosh, I, I want to meet this person or I want to date them, but how am I going to fit this into my schedule? Yeah. The calendar helps them helps them do that. And so it's about balance, but most importantly, it's about getting out there and doing the things that you love again, the things that light you on fire, because when you 
approach dating from that space, a place of happiness, a place of fulfillment. You become more attractive and you start aligning yourself with people who are also doing that, who are also happy and enjoying their lives as well. Right. And it sounds like because you mentioned earlier that you and your husband, y'all both play basketball. So it sounds like becoming self-aware and coming into grips with what you genuinely love to do and what are your hobbies, what things interest you, that puts you in position to possibly meet someone. And that initial interest, uh, common interest is, you know, could be how you start building a relationship. And even if it doesn't turn into a relationship, another friendship, another valuable friendship. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. So before we go, I, I've got to ask you this one last question because you pretty much covered everything before I even ask you. So <laughs> like, this is really good. So before, right before our conversation today, I saw a retweet from Karen Civil, and it was in response to a video that seems to be going viral. I don't know if it's off Twitter or not. I'm assuming it is. But the video clip basically shows a young woman proposing to her boyfriend on the kiss cam at a basketball game. Now, it wasn't the video clip that got me to thinking it was the comments. Y'all know the comments are life. It's it's really never really (laughs) the piece of content. It's the comments that kind of get you thinking. So some said they didn't see anything wrong with a woman proposing to a man. But then there was a vast majority that said they would rather count rice and mop the ocean before they did anything of the sort. Now, I'll be honest, I'd probably rather count rice and mop the ocean too in this case, but I am curious to see what is your approach on this because this seems to be like a common theme in this new age of, you know, meeting people and dating. Do you think that us as women that we should stick to the traditional let the guy pursue you approach or is it now, do you think it's cool for us to be out here in these streets pursuing the fellas? What do you think about that, Dominique? <laughs> well, I think it's cool for you to know yourself. Right. Right. And I think it's cool for you to know what you're willing and not willing to do. Right. Right. Okay. Because that's how you lead from the most authentic place. And mm-hmm. that's what this is all about. Right. You know, being and honoring your true self. Uh, so, so someone else can see that and appreciate and value that as well. Exactly. Right. And so for me personally, that may not be my method mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't my right. method. But I also commend those who feel like they're OK with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things that I talk about with my clients, because, you know, when they're out on out and on, on the social scene, they get nervous about approaching a guy. Right. Right. The one across the room, he's very attractive. What do I do? Do I wait and hope that he comes and talks to me or is Mm -hmm. it okay for me to initiate a conversation with him? And in those type of instances, I think it's okay. You know, I think it's okay to see someone across the room, go up to them and introduce yourself, tell them your name. If you want to say, give them a compliment, fine. But then you let them take the baton from there, allow him to lead from there. I don't think there's anything wrong with initiating, um, or approaching a guy, but when right. it comes down to proposing and things like that, I think you just have to be um, honor who you are right. and be true yourself, and you know, be honest about what you're comfortable with without the judgment of other people. Exactly. <laughs> you know, without you know worrying about the judgment of other people. Yeah, I agree. I do think that the whole thing about approaching a guy, like if you're out on a social scene, I do think that. I would, I feel like I would do something like that more so because if you just sit around and wait on, um, 
every opportunity, if you will, to come to you, then it may not come. It's kind of like, you know, our approach with business and entrepreneurship. It's like you have to get out there and be visible and and have conversations because that's really where it starts. And not just the fact that men are also human. Yeah. They also have feelings of shyness. Exactly. Like confidence. And, you know, of course, that's not every guy, but there are some guys that are not as comfortable. Exactly. Approaching someone and probably would never approach someone because they're until they approach them because they're they fear rejection just like Mm -hmm. we do. Yeah. So you have to consider that as well. And so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that as well. So I'm, I'm definitely going to take a lot of these tips and implement it into my 2020 and just become <laughs> more intentional. I think that's the bottom line here is to make room, balance, and become more intentional. And if you, I know a lot of the listeners are um, entrepreneurs, go-getters, all of that good stuff. But as Dominique said, you know, making time for social for a social life is also just as important and taking that time when you're single to get in tune with who you are so that you can attract and manifest the relationship and the love that you do desire so this was a really great conversation i learned a lot thank you so much dominique for taking the time to spend with us today do you have any last parting words that you want to share with the listeners Yes. Well, two things. One, don't be afraid to give yourself a fresh start and hit the reset button and end your hustle to worthiness because you're already worthy. You know, it's, it's your time. The hour is yours. Take it. And the second thing is always, you know, you're valuable, you matter, and you're enough. Love it. So how can we connect with you after this interview um, and learn more about your brand, learn more about your coaching, your speaking, your book. Um, you guys yeah. go on Amazon <laughs> and check out her book. It's amazing. Um, tell them a little bit about your book and how they can find it outside of Amazon if that's the case. Yeah. So the name of the book is She's Valuable, But Does She Know It? Mm-hmm. Um, it's available on all major retailers, Amazon, BAM, you know, barnesandnoble.com. Um, and that book stemmed from, you know, working with amazing women who climbed the corporate ladder. Um, but then when I asked them this one question, which is the first question I ask everyone who has a consultation with me is, why you? You know, what makes you valuable and what value do you add to a relationship? Mm-hmm. And this is not because I don't think they add any value or that they're valuable, but it's for me to see their perspective of self and where they see themselves. Um, And a lot of women couldn't answer it. Mm. Uh, And a lot of times we don't think about, take the time to think about ourselves in that way and how great we are and the value that we bring. And so when I realized that that was a challenge for most of the women I was working with, I couldn't rush to match them. I'm like, no, we need to start here. Yeah. Or you could get in a relationship with anyone. You need to know why you deserve to be in there. And then you should be able to say, okay, because I know my worth here, the standards that I now created um, because of that. Right. Mm. And so, um, yeah. So the book is all about getting women to understand that, hey, I'm valuable. I'm worthy. I'm enough. Um, There are stories in there from other women who have overcome, you know, the feeling of not being valuable and how they got there. So you'll be able to hear other people's story and you'll be able to hear mine. Um, so yeah, that's about the book. You can find more information about my coaching services and the new, um, 
online course that I'm rolling out now. It's called the Reboot Worthy Workshop at DominiqueClark.com. Um, I'm really, really excited about that. So yeah, you can go there under the coaching tab and find out all that information about how you can work with me if you choose um, and also learn more about the book. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Dominique, for hanging out with us today. Thanks to you all for listening. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend, with a sister, with a colleague, with a family member, and make sure to leave a review, you guys. Leave a review. Let us know what you thought about today's show. And most importantly, make sure that you connect with Dominique if this is something of interest to you moving forward. She dropped a lot of gems today. I'm excited to start implementing some of this and to really reset the whole self-love journey. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.